Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast with Danielle and Kirsten, who are best friends and active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is not an official podcast of the Church. This is a safe place for sisters to gather through conversations to draw closer to Christ. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Sisters in Zion. I'm here with my best friend Kirsten in Hawaii. Aloha. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's in Hawaii. I'm in San Diego. So I say hello. She says aloha. (laughs) We're excited to just dive right in. You know, Um, I actually wanted to share kind of a neat journey. Something that I've been really pondering lately has been how everything that is created physically is first created spiritually. And I, I don't know, I find that fascinating And so then I look at, well, then how do we create spiritually? What does that mean? And I know like our spirits, before we came down to this planet and took on matter, right? Took on these tabernacles of clay, we were spiritually created. And this is like funny, but I think of like my cats, right? They were spiritually created. Okay, I have a weird question. So did God create them or is there a spiritual cat parents in heaven (laughs) created their bodies? (laughs) Hmm. I don't know the answer. I have no idea. <laughs> Good question though. I know. I was just thinking like how everything is created spiritually and everything. Another side note is that you look at that everything that God has created was for the joy and pleasure of his children. I think of like with my cats and that way I have a fish that um, and I, every time I go up to the tank, it's a beta fish and he just flutters his little what are they called? Not wings, but fins. <laughs> fins. Yes. <laughs> when you're on the spot and you're in the middle of recording a podcast, not all the words come to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, he flutters his fins and just is excited. And it, that brings me joy. And I know that's like a, like a simple, but weird thing, but I literally think about that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like he's happy. He thinks I'm going to feed him, but seeing his beautiful turquoise fins flutter it does. It makes me smile and I feel loved. And that is what God created. Can you just think of, I just like, you know, think of all these little things in your life that God creates that are simple, but that are there to bring his children joy. I feel like that when I drive around, if I'm driving to the grocery store or to a soccer game and where I live is truly the most breathtaking place. I live on the island of Oahu and there are these sheer cliffs called the Ko'olau Mountains that are like emerald green. And when it rains, there's just waterfalls cascading off of these cliffs. And then on the other side, there's the ocean and it's just turquoise. I'm always, I just always want to say no filter. Like there's no hashtag, no filter on this. Like this, it really is this color. And it's just so breathtaking. And every moment when I, when I, you know, see it, I can feel God just smiling through it all. And it's just such a, he's such an artist, right? So much beauty in every single thing. That's a good way to put it. He is an artist and a scientist. I think it's so cool. What a good combination. (laughs) I want to be like him. (laughs) Me too. No, it's so true. Everything. And I even think on, 
like, so I bought my condo several years ago and it's in a mile from the beach here in San Diego. It's just, it's a beautiful condo, vaulted ceilings. I've, I have decorated it and remodeled it with these beautiful floors and, and with this, um, what do you call it? A fireplace, um, the hearth and the tiling kitchen counters, a new bathroom. I've just done all this, these amazing things. And I, I love my condo. It is a sanctuary. And I had, um, uh, someone from my business come over the other day. This is last week. And she comes over and she just walks in. She goes, man, every time I come to your house, I just, it just feels so good. And I know that it's not all, it's not about just beauty that makes that feel good. It's about having the spirit. And as I've been, you know, I, I do whatever I can to keep the spirit in my home. And when I go to bed at night and I say my prayers, I cast out, like I ask for forgiveness and to say, please cast out anything that I brought in from my negativity, or maybe I watched on TV or listened to on a podcast, like that I let seep in please forgive me. And I want that cleanse the atonement. And I feel so much joy when I say my prayers like that. And I love how powerful that can be. But again, I put my faith in that that is going to happen. It is powerful. And so it allows me to feel it. I think there's a really key thing is you can pray with a doubting mind and you're not going to feel much. But if you pray and have some, just even like a tiny bit of seed, a seed of mustard seed, a tiny seed and just go, I'm going to pray and ask for this and just help me, help me know if I'm on the right track, you know, and that's through the spirit, the fruits of the spirit. Well, I would say, <laughs> you're going to laugh, the, the little prayer cushion that you have now, your prayers just got upgraded. Let's talk about your prayer cushion because when I saw that, I was at your house last week and I saw you sitting on your prayer cushion. I was like, oh my gosh, I need a prayer cushion. We are not like, you know, reps for this prayer cushion company, but let's talk about your prayer cushion because it's pretty great. When I'm kneeling, I often find myself saying, okay, Heavenly Father, I'm going to get up now and I'm going to get in my bed, but I still want to pray to you. <laughs> I'm going to finish my prayer in my bed because I'm not comfortable on my knees. Like I'm like, my physical body is just so like, Bleh. you know, I don't want to like kneel, but you've got this awesome cushion. Tell us about that. Oh yes. That's what we wanted on this podcast. <laughs> Amazon two day shipping. No, I, I, yeah, I just, I wanted to, my knees would hurt, especially for some reason on the left side. I think there's like a tendon. It's been bothering me for several years. Um, when I do yoga and when I do Pilates, it always bothers me too. So, so I got this, it's just a little round. I don't know. I think they do them in yoga, just a round circular cushion that basically is the size of your behind <laughs> and you sit on it and you can put your knees to the side and they're not as cramped down. And then I'm not like putting all the pressure on my knees to, you know, kneel at my bed either. It's like my, my butt is on the cushion and my legs are still in like the kneel pray, prayer position, but I like it. I feel like I can sit there and I feel kind of like I'm on a pedestal. I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> I love it. I just think that's, that's great. <laughs> You're right. I was, I was gonna laugh. <laughs> prayer upgrade. That's sure. right. So yeah. prayer cushion. No, it's yeah. just a little circular cushion. But you know, so okay. So back on this thing, like really creating spiritually. Everything in our world is really created spiritually, including our thoughts, including our actions. In fact, when we talk about like 
you know, the flesh is weak or whatever. It's really not true. Like our spirits are the ones that are weak. And I'm not saying like, you know, not having like, you know, my knees hurt like that. That's a different thing. But I'm just saying like when decisions come, like our spirits are what dictate everything. Everything starts spiritually. Wow. I remember you saying this to me a while ago, and that was the first time I had ever heard that concept. We always say the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. What do you mean by that? The spirit is weak. And when you explained it to me, I was like, oh yeah, no, for sure. I never, ever thought of it this way, but you, you actually used, what was it? Some scripture, some doctrine or something that you were kind of like, I, <laughs> I don't know if you have that like totally prepared for this discussion, but <laughs> no, yeah, I, you know I actually don't have it on the top of my head, but I've read it in scriptures as well as, um, from a, one of the prophets and I was thinking I could grab it, but it'll take me a minute. So mm-hmm. I will find it for another pod. But the, what it means is basically our spirit makes the choices. You know, when you're hungry, yeah, your flesh is like a little bit weak because you're hungry, but your spirit still commands the body. Your mm-hmm. body does not command your spirit. Your mm-hmm. body does not dictate. Your body was created by God to glorify God. And when we abuse our body in any way, we're abusing a creation of God. And it's mm-hmm. our spirits that are abusing it. Right? Does your body ever command your spirit? No. How could it? Like if you were physically addicted to heroin, is your body dictating what, you know, have you lost your spirit? Has your spirit lost control of your body? And are there other spirits that you are allowing to control your body? Well, I think that's the key. I don't really think that it's the body controlling. I think that your, your spirit has given space. Mm-hmm for other spirits. And that has to do with lots of things. If it has to do with addiction or has to do with judgment, even, you know, you Mm -hmm. are allowing, you're entertaining ideologies that are of a dark world, whether they're in your or around you, but you are entertaining and your spirits allowing that. Maybe you're just like this. I'm a cynical person. I just always see things like judgment, like if you know that type of an attitude, Mm -hmm. let's just say that is still the spirit allowing ideologies and dictation from other sources that aren't of God, let's just say. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same thing. Our spirits still are responsible. Our spirits are the ones that have to answer to God, not our bodies. Wow. Makes, makes sense. Yeah. Bodies are commanded by our spirit. That's why when we pass on, our spirits go and our bodies go in the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's so interesting. I'm reminded of a time when I think it was last general conference, like a year ago, April and president Nelson, it was the first time that I had ever had like a confirming witness that he was a, is a living prophet of God. And he said something and I memorized, it was like etched into my brain immediately. And he said, it will not be possible to survive spiritually in the coming years without the constant companion of the Holy Ghost and your, like your own personal revelation. This isn't about, you know, the church providing revelation for you. This is about you individually receiving that and being clear enough. We, th- we hear about having a clear channel 
to the spirit. And in, in, you know, a lot of the world, I would say, generally speaking, there are different people on this earth who are gifted spiritually, right? Um, you'll hear people, oh, they're clairvoyant or they're clair whatever, like, you know, they can see or hear different spirits and they have, maybe they're psychic or, you know, just those types of things, right? I do believe that that is true. I, there's 100% people that are connected to different channels that bring spiritual messages, right? But spiritual doesn't necessarily say, oh, it's spiritual, so it's good, right? Like the spirit in and of itself is denoting that it was created before we came to this realm. Are there not also spirits and things that were created before this realm that were not of God and were not of clarity and love and pure virtuous thoughts? I, I think so. I'm pretty sure Satan even alludes to that, that there are things that were done in other worlds that, you know, he's just doing here, stirring the, stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, I stirred the pot there. I'm going to stir it here. And it's the same stuff. So when I think about having that clear channel, it's like, it's like turning the channel on a TV. You know, and we, and most of us watch Netflix now, so it's a little different, but, you know, turning the channel on a radio, you're like, boom, you know, just keep pushing the button, trying to get like a clear station and like whatever station you want to come through as, a, you know, spiritually even, like that spirit that is created can come through and whichever one you want to tune into is the one that you're going to entertain. And it's interesting to kind of ask yourself on a daily basis, like, what channel was I on today? <laughs> yeah, what radio station was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do not like that. Let's block that one. Yeah, no, it's, in, you know, we talked about this in one of our episodes, like, about there is a clear path. It's not about, let me just take whatever path, let's forget the traditions of our parents and traditional marriage and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But in it, I was reading the scripture, 2 Nephi 31, 21, and it says, um, it says, this is the way, and there is none other way nor name given under heaven whereby man can be saved in the kingdom of God. And it is through the doctrine of Christ and the only and true doctrine of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which are one. That's it. So all these other channels that may, you know, and we know that there was, you know, hosts of heaven that re rebelled. They didn't want to come down and say, hey, I want to return to God. So, of course, they're, they're out there. But there is not any other way you can have exaltation and live with our Father and our Savior except for through we have the Holy Ghost who delivers what Christ is saying to you. Or as in, you know, chapter 32, verse 3, it says, and the angels speak to you through the Holy Ghost, but they speak the words of Christ. They don't speak their own words. Again, that's through the Holy Ghost. That's the channel that you want to be tuned into. So that's really, really cool. I was having a discussion with one of my friends uh, a few nights ago, and I adore her. She's so wonderful. Uh, she's not, uh, you know, member of our church. I don't even know if she fully has a testimony of Christ. I believe she wants to have one. She you know, was kind of raised that way, but definitely into all of the ancient Sanskrit texts, you know, yoga, meditation, um, all of that beautiful world, which I love. I think there's so much peace and joy there to be found in, um, you know, yoga, meditation, spirituality, that sort of thing. But her big question for me was, well, 
all of these ancient texts that I'm studying, uh, we're talking like ancient China, ancient India, ancient, uh, you know, back in the day, way before Christ lived on the earth, right? Way before the New Testament times and things like that. And she said, but Jesus was born, you know, quote unquote, 2000 years ago. And what I'm studying is like way before that. Like it, it seems like Jesus Christ is a wonderful man, a prophet who came to the earth and, and did a lot of wonderful miracles and was able to uh, channel, right? Like get, tap into a channel of healing, but not that he's the only true God. Not that, you know, he, he wasn't even the first guy that talked about it. You know, that was her thought. And I, of course, am listening and appreciating her perspective and staying open-minded to different truths that she's sharing with me. But I reminded her of all things are created spiritually before we come to these tabernacles of clay. So when you're talking about Jesus Christ and his doctrine of the gospel only being introduced to us 2,000 years ago, that's just simply not true. 2,000 years ago is when he chose through him and the Father and all of their purposes to come into this physical world. But just like you started our, our pod this morning, well, all things are created spiritually. So he was leading and guiding and inspiring and directing since the beginning. He created our world. He created all those texts. He created all of those things before he came into this world as a physical body. And there's even scriptures written anciently of him and Jehovah speaking and already manifesting his truths and things spiritually. I, you know, as I, I ponder that, like how things are created spiritually, you look at like the hopes and desires that you have and how do we create those spiritually first? How do we, you know, I do a lot of imagery in my mind and I'll tell you a few, uh, several months ago now, probably last year, I was out on my balcony and I just had this moment where I was just feeling, you know, this is kind of newly when I realized that the Savior's next to us all the time. It was newly when I was discovering that truth and believing it because I needed it so bad. I had gone through, you know, my surgery that left me um, very vulnerable, sick, and also not able to have children. And I was just like, I can't operate anymore as I was. I have to not just know of my Savior and learn of Him. I need to know Him. I want a personal relationship. And I just prayed and prayed for that. And little by little, things were being shown to me how he's always been the one there. It's his words through the Holy Ghost that have been delivered to me. And I just, I realized as I'm, you know, learning all these things and things would come to my mind. And I remember one time I had a missionary um, experience and this, this girl that I know from high school and she opened up to me on the phone that I hadn't talked to in a long time. I was helping her actually with her son with ADHD and I I said, you know, I just was talking to her about the gospel and she was like, actually, I'm struggling. I don't really, you know, I was kind of having some negative stuff going on for herself. And I just listened to her and I just loved her and I just built upon the beliefs of where she was. And I got off the phone with her and I just felt so much love for her. And I said to Heavenly Father in that moment, I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you for letting me be in a position to like speak with her and tell, you know, testify truths in just a loving way. Just, it felt so good. And I immediately got back in my mind, thank you. Like he thanked me. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, it just felt so good to know that that thought wasn't just like an echo from my mind, <laughs> that it was actually him. It was my, it was my heavenly father who I was addressing that to and how they're so close to us. So, so what I was saying is when I realized that he's right there and I'm on the balcony and I thought, I just wanted to like spiritually, you know, visualize and imagine. I'm like, so are you here on my balcony with me? I was looking at the moon. It was beautiful. I was in my hammock and there was a, there's a chair next to my hammock and it has a cushion on it, this white cushion. And I just, I just like, I just kind of thought, you know, are you right here? Am I just going to, I'm just going to imagine that you're right here next to me. And when I did that, I felt this love and this peace. And I re I even was having full on conversation. I'm like, you're next to me. Like I know it. And I remember saying, I am so excited to meet you in the flesh one day. And I remember like saying that to him and the thought came to me that our belief has to be built spiritually before it can be manifested physically. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was imagining that, that, that he was there and that I felt that he was. He confirmed to me that he was. And I realized, like I've said before, I'm worthy to see you. Not because I'm perfect, but because I'm just your daughter and because I'm believing. That's the difference that stands between us and Enos, all of that. It's just that belief and creating it spiritually. So I envision, I've talked a lot about the things that I envision, like, you know, during the sacrament, like just, I envision like every time I'm, you know, uh, all of the things I want to repent for so that I can be cleansed of, I envision myself bowing down and just handing it over to him and it just like evaporating with light. I just envision these things and it has to be created spiritually before physically. That is so, I want to say fun. Like how, so how? I'm like, how? And okay, two questions. How do you create spiritually first or, you know, energetically in your mind? How do you do that? And then secondly, what are you afraid of? I have found myself, there are, different places that I find myself along this path of coming closer to my Savior. And there are some times where I've had moments similar to yours on the balcony, right? Where I am like, my faith is so whole. I feel amazing. And I know that he's there with me. I, I know it. I'm like, wow. And then my, probably my ego comes in. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm about to be translated. I mean, there's nothing left for me to learn. Like, <laughs> here I go. Watch me. I'm so amazing. Right. And then there are other times probably like, you know, a week or two later where I'm like, oh my gosh, I am nowhere near that. Like, I don't even feel like reading or, I mean, I, I always feel like praying, but you know, there's definitely a, a depth and a level of like, gratitude and closeness that we feel spiritually sometimes more than others. And there are times where I'm over in that place where I'm like, geez, when I was feeling really, really close to my savior, he was probably laughing at me going, yeah, but I know where you're about to go in the next couple of weeks and it's not going to be super close to me. So sorry, you're not anywhere near close to being translated. Um, and here I go again, giving thoughts and words to my savior that he probably isn't having about me. All of these things are me judging myself and where I'm at. And here he is loving me. And those situations 
where we are close to the spirit are real. Those things did happen. You didn't imagine it. What you're doing is imagining later and limiting yourself from being as close to him as seeing him face to face. That's us doing that. Why do we do that? What are we afraid of? I wonder. I think about when you're saying that and a couple things come to my mind, like the judgment, right? That is so not from heavenly father. He's like, why are you judging yourself for messing up? That's what this earth is for. You know, it's like, just love yourself for messing up and turn it back again and try again. If you mess up again, totally part of life, you know, like if we can have that love for ourselves, we can, gosh, we can cleanse it so much easier. But the second thing I thought of is little children. We talk about being like a little child and what do they exercise more than an adult ever does? It's imagination. I remember I was a three-year-old and I loved Wonder Woman. Okay, this is like back in the like eight, early 80s, late 70s. And I had Wonder Woman underoos. And I thought I was Wonder Woman. I would watch her, the TV show with uh, Linda Carter, I think was the original Wonder Woman on TV. And I would spin around. I would sing in my head, Wonder Woman, you know, and I totally thought I was. And I thought I had her powers. I would just imagine I didn't think any different. But see, and I'll tell you to finish the story, but that's belief is that imagination. I believed I did, right? So I just played like I was her and I loved it. And I wore my underoos all around. If nobody knows what underoos are, you can look them up. They're hilarious, but they're basically under t-shirt and underwear that look like Wonder Woman. And I even at one point decided, um, probably not, a, well, it wasn't a good idea and ended up in the hospital, decided I would get on the arm of the couch and spin around because I remember seeing an episode where she was on the balcony and jumped off of it. And so luckily I didn't go that far, but I jumped, I went on the edge of the couch and I spun around singing Wonder Woman, landed on the corner of the coffee table, split my head open and ended up in the hospital. (laughs) But that's where we start to go, oh, well, I can't imagine anymore because something bad happened. When really it's just part of our experience. And so me, the whole thing started like on the balcony, which has happened many more times was I just said, I just want to believe you're here with me. I want to imagine it. And I did. And then I felt that he was. He confirmed it, that he was. But we have to create it spiritually first. And so, you know, what your question, I can't remember now, but part of what I was going to say was when I kneel down and want to have a prayer conversation instead of me just talking at God, Mm -hmm. I'll ask a question. And I'll just allow, and I just go with it. And if I go down the wrong path, like getting up on the corner of the couch, then I figure it out. Hopefully not in the hospital, but no, I'm just kidding. But I, I'll kneel down and I'll just say like, you know, I, I, a while ago I did this, I did this with my heart that I was praying and I just, I just felt like I was, I sat down. I just wanted to pray to him. And I felt like he asked me the question. I just felt like this question came to my mind. What is it that I desired? And I was like, oh. Well, I desire, and I wrote down, to have love and kindness more towards myself and to see others through that lens. And so as I asked that question and then I responded, I just allowed to the next thought that came to me, I just went with it like a conversation. And it ended up being this, the, this beautiful prayer 
that next I, I basically saw myself, I just had this image of myself with my savior inside of my heart, like on the inside of the walls of my heart. It was really interesting. And if you could easily, your imagination, right? You could easily go, Oh, that's so dumb. And just then just finish your prayer, talk, talk at God and go to bed. But I just said, you know, I just, I'm desperate. I need to have love and kindness towards myself. So I just said, okay, I am seeing myself and imagining myself. And I didn't like, I didn't exactly think it up like I wasn't trying to be the architect of it. I was just allowing what thoughts came to my mind. So then I'm in my heart and I was like, okay, what are we? And I've talked a little bit about this, but I just like, okay, what are we doing here? And immediately I saw like some tears in my heart and he had me put my hands on them. And I just was like imagining myself with him putting my hands on these tears and I knew what they, what they had come from. I knew they came from the heartbreak from my parents, you know, multiple divorces and just what that caused little heart tears in me. And so I just put my hands on them and just loved that experience. And I just imagined myself in there putting my hands on them, loving that experience and just watching it heal up. And, and then the next thing I saw was like little um, little holes and just where my heart had holes. And I just imagined again myself and I just let these imaginational thoughts flow in me. And I felt the spirit as I did. So it doesn't mean that like exactly I was for sure in my heart it was just all in my mind, but I was healing my heart at a, at a spiritual level because all things are created spiritually. So how are we going to ever see our savior in the flesh if we don't see him spiritually in our minds and talk with him and go through healing what it is we need to heal. And that's what I did with my heart with him. And it was just this beautiful journey. And I said, what next? And I would get like another image that came to my mind in my heart and I just went with it and, and just healed it and just put love in there and loved the learning journey of that experience. That's so amazing. I love that experience. When, when you first shared it with me, I just, I love how, what I learned from you and that is that you kept asking what next instead of like, I, like, I think maybe my tendency would be like, oh, wow, that was cool. Okay. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. Thanks so much. Like, wow, that was wonderful. But you kept asking what else? What next? Is there anything else? What if we started asking? that question to Heavenly Father. I had an experience recently too in my journal where I went back a, a couple of weeks where I had written in my journal, what questions do I need to ask the Lord? I don't even, like at that time, I didn't even know what, I, I know asking questions is good, but I don't even know what questions to ask. I'm like, hey Lord, tell me what to ask you. Obviously I'm not clear. So I wrote that, that was a few weeks ago, and then I was just revisiting my journal yesterday, and I just went back a few days, you know, looking, and I noticed that all of a sudden I had some questions. So it was really cool. So I, my journal is like a, it's like a planner. I use the passion planner. I think it's a great, you know, great journal. So like I, I viewed myself a couple weeks ago asking, Lord, what questions should I ask? And then I viewed myself like, you know, a week ago or five days ago asking questions. Like, do you know what I mean? It wasn't me going, it's so easy to look back on our life and go, oh yeah, it was this step. Then it was this step, you know, but to actually go back and look at the process of step one, 
ask the Lord what questions you should be asking. Step two, through prayer and you know meditation, PPM and all those things, step two, ask the questions. And then step three, be prepared for those answers. And that's exactly what you did in your journey of learning how to heal your heart. You didn't know that your heart needed to be healed, right? That wasn't even like a thing. You didn't just sit down and go, oh, yes, I need to go through my heart with the Lord. And, you know, that's not even like, that's not even how it started. It was how, um, I don't remember what your question was to the Lord. What did you say? I want to develop more love and kindness for myself and others. How can I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you recognize that there was something for me. Sometimes I can't even recognize what that thing is. So I have to ask the Lord to help me recognize first what I need to develop, then ask him to help me develop it. And what you taught us through this example also was asking what else, just because you developed love and kindness in certain circumstances doesn't mean that, oh, now I'm done. (laughs) I am now done developing love and kindness in this situation. Now, there's, there's probably more. So continuing to ask what else is part of the process. Yeah. And I wonder if like, you know, our listeners are, you know, even wondering about how do you know if your thoughts are yours or they're his or are they Satan's? And that is where I was. Like I still am. I still always ask that, but I'm, a, you know, a year and a half ago, it was a very confusing, like, question for me. I was like, I really don't know. And I'll just tell you what I did. I practiced. I just practiced. And I, I would get a thought and I would just say, okay, I'm just going to go with it. And I would tell if the thought was a, a null thought. If it came from me, it was null, right? It just had, didn't really outcome with anything. If the thought came from Satan, then it usually ended up not in a very positive way in the long run. But if it came from the Lord, I found that I felt the fruits of the spirit. And as I, as I ask, like in, you know, PPM is what, what, I, what we call it, but it's pray, ponder, meditate. And I just would ask um, a question and something would come to my mind and I would just go with it. And um, I'd ask, okay, so, you, okay, I'm in my heart, for example. I'm just like, all right, I'm just, it's kind of weird. I'm just going to go with it. And I would see the Savior by me. I'm like, okay, I'm just, that's just an image coming to my mind. I'm just going to go with it. And just putting that belief and that trust. And it's, it's like going back to a little child. They're so good at imagination. And we have to create, we're going to wrap this whole podcast up, but we have to create spiritually. And if you can't spiritually see it in your mind, we won't physically see it. And that, ha- that comes with all of our hopes, our wants, our desires, all the outcomes we want. It has to be created spiritually and detailing those and turning it over to the Savior. And I would just challenge you, like, you know, just do that in your prayer tonight and ask him what it is you, he wants you to see to X, Y, Z, you know, to fulfill a desire of your heart and a, an image or a thought will come to your mind and play with it, go with it. And if it's not right, that's okay. That's how you learn, you know, when it is him and when it's not. And it's just been a healing, total healing journey to create spiritually first. And that's, you know, my goal is to see him in the flesh. Wow. That's so beautiful. One thing I've done that has helped me to also know if the seed is good, right? Like you were talking like, is are these thoughts that I'm having, is this from God? Is it from me? Is it from Satan? We've had other pods that we've talked about that. Um, but one thing I've noticed is that when it's not from God, 
And when you cast out, you know, evil spirits and say a prayer and ask for forgiveness and you, you're in a good place, when it's not from God, those thoughts don't stay. Like you'll forget what you were thinking about and it'll just kind of like dissipate off and you'll know for sure when it is from God. There won't be a question. If you're questioning, you know, after you've said your prayers, ask for forgiveness and cast it out, those thoughts, you know, although you may think about it during one prayer, it's likely that it won't continue to be a thing for you. I have found that as I've been praying for certain things, and then I, I say, my mind wanders off, right? My mind wanders to my business or my family or my goals. And then I'll come back and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Heavenly Father. I'm sorry. I got distracted. And then I'll start praying again in my like normal way. And then I find that my prayer goes distracted again. And this happened three times in a row during one specific prayer until I finally realized, oh, this is what you want me. This is good. <laughs> what I'm feeling and thinking and getting distracted, like all my thoughts. It's like we talked about God as an artist. He is painting in my mind spiritually first, all of those things that I am meant to physically and, you know, with God create second. So all those thoughts that stay in your mind and they, they are like this beautiful painting. Those things are from Heavenly Father. He is helping you create those things spiritually first and then will give you the strength and the ideas and the courage to manifest them in the flesh. Oh, I love that you shared that. It's such a good way to end this podcast just on, you know, he does. He just wants to have a conversation. Go through your day. Go through the things in your business. That's actually great. You know, it's not a distraction. It's like, yeah, let's not be monotonous. Let's actually talk about stuff. You know, I love that. And another, you know, on the fruits of the spirit, like if you're in a place, like you said, casting out anything just yucky around you and you're in a place of love in your heart, that's the, then it's from God. Like love only comes perfect love, right? Charity only comes from him. And that's a good way. Like I know when I'm saying my prayers and I even ask, can I please be in your bond, the bond of charity with you? And I'll, and I'll pray and I'll start to feel just like, Oh, I feel his love so strongly. Then I know like it's so much easier when I'm fi filled with that love. And I ask to be in the bond of charity with him. And I'm filled with that when I'm praying, like all my thoughts, I feel like I'm just having a conversation with him. We're just back and forth and hearing him and, the, and gratitude is one of the best ways that I can get myself in the bond of charity. And so if I'm ever struggling, I ask and I just start gr having gratitude. I'm thankful for my condo. I thank him for everything I've created here. Thankful for, I just thank for, thankful for all these little things around me. And I start to just be filled with love. And then my thoughts are definitely like, more aligned with his and it, um, there's, it's just this beautiful conversation we can have with our, with our heavenly father. Anyway, thanks everybody for being on with us and we will see you next time on sisters in Zion. Have a great day. Bye. Thank Bye. you for joining us on the sisters in Zion podcast. Music is compliments of Marshall McDonald and can be found on his Sunday best album. You can share this podcast with others through your podcast app or Podbean website. Join us next week for more experiences, enlightenment, and conversations to draw closer to Christ.